Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Badastum, Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh, it feels so good. and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast whose favorite emotions is laughter through tears my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're traveling all the way to ireland as we pay our penance and talk 2019's the perished and you don't have to go to confession to listen into our show just search for nightmare junkhead wherever podcasts are played hit subscribe and when we drop our latest episode we'll download directly to your listening device of choice all up in your parish hole and if you're out wandering on social media you can follow us along on twitter at nightmare junk and on facebook at nightmare junkhead and of course it is on the book of face we have our events tab which means shenanigans and as this episode does release on january 31st the last day in january the following tuesday february 4th you know i'm going to be at the draft house terror tuesday and February's lineup is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're launching off with a classy flick, Ooh. which is one I haven't seen in a while on the big screen. I know it did play uh, for Shocktober, but if those of you missed it, you now have a chance to see Bram Stoker's Dracul. Blah, listen to them, children of the night. I saw that movie in the theater. That movie was fucking rad. I remember, I remember being like, oh, that werewolf's diddling that chick. Oh, holy shit, Dracula's getting down. And I was like, and then here he comes with the big big and rough and tough Afro puffs. And I was like, that's a cool looking Dracula. So, like, so whether you like your Dracula romantic or diddling, I believe this one covers all the bases. Count Didula. Uh, don't even go there. <laughs> but make sure, stay out late with us, Terror Tuesday, February 4th. And of course, all things are happening on the events tab there. So make sure to check that out, whether it is at Screenland or at the Draft House. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Screenland, as this episode releases... Technically, another Panic Fest is officially in the books. So sad. It's like bittersweet because it's like it's the last day of camp, you know? And so like everybody's having a good time and all that stuff and memories were made. So many memories were made. Movies were seen. And ultimately, the best part, new friends were acquired. Yep. And... uh, I think Panic Fest is best because it really tells the journey of a lot of people for filmmakers. Uh, not only the films themselves from you know inspiration to seeing it up on the big screen, but then the journey for the filmmakers and the cast and crew. Because as I have seen with Jill's film, uh, just every little person that's involved is important and mm-hmm. it's all a collaborative effort. Well, And another cool thing about Panic Fest is when the people who make the movies can actually interact with the people who are seeing the movies. You know, lots of times that's impossible. And like, and when you can meet a filmmaker and of that a film that you like and to find out that they're fucking rad people too, that makes all the difference in the world. And that's why Panic Fest is like, the happiest place on earth. And from Panic Fest to my basement, these particular filmmakers <laughs> have had a hell of a journey. And I it, ultimately, and it is Paul said, he, different he, kinds of films. He documented <laughs> the descent into the basement here. But no, please welcome to Nightmare Junkhead for the first time from the film The Perished, actor Paul Fitzgerald and writer, director, producer Patty Murphy. Absolute pleasure to be How here. How are you, lads? <laughs> oh, we get <getting> nine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
so much, number one, yes. for taking the time because you guys have uh, been, you. had been beyond busy. And the fact that we're technically in the it's, afternoon. It's just drinking. But <laughs> <laughs> that's busy, though. For oh, us. yeah, true. For Irish people, that <laughs> is oh, a profession. That's our day. Yeah, yeah that's a profession. Are, are we already starting with the bad stereotypes here, man? Come and I on. didn't even say it this <laughs> time. It wasn't even me. So. We're, we're Irish. It's you fun. already said the parish toll. You said no. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I didn't know where I was going to go with it. Like, that's going to be on the poster. That's the safest one I could we, come up with. We're so comfortable with our stereotypes that we turn turned it into a holiday that everybody else celebrates. Yeah. So exactly. Like, exactly. Some stereotypes are true. <laughs> there's there's some basis with that. Don't believe everything you hear, but believe but that. Believe, believe 80% that. 80% of it. 80%. <laughs> well, there was a reason that I actually had Genius and Joe sitting on the couch at the same night last night because that's usually the offensive side, so I wanted to make sure it was all balanced over there, knowing your audience. But um, ultimately, uh, where can our listeners find you guys out on social media? Uh, please plug and promote away. Uh, Instagram for me it's Paul full stop Fitzgerald full stop uh, their official period, their period here oh period so Paul period Fitzgerald period <laughs> official because I thought full stop was part of the name and I was like yeah, so at full stop Paul so oh. maybe dot so it's Paul dot Fitzgerald <laughs> dot official you just feel uncomfortable saying yeah. period <laughs> <laughs> like we talk about the parish <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that oh yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the best place to catch up with me is probably my Twitter, which is just at Paddy Bass, B A S S, like a fish or a guitar. <laughs> That's easier. The, yes. the, the dot period full stop. <laughs> right. But it's it's Paddy Bass everywhere. It's also Paddy Bass on Instagram, and then uh, uh, my company Celtic Badger Media. You can check mm -hmm. out www.celticbadgermedia.com for uh, there's like I think up almost thirty shorts on there that you can watch. Yeah. And all kinds of fun stuff. I just subscribed on YouTube. Yeah, nice. yes, yes. You've yes. got a lot of content to catch up on, my <laughs> friend. I've got a lot of time off, so yes. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Now, one of the questions we always ask for time, first times guests before we get into the meat of the film mm. is, "What is your horror origin?" I.e., what was it that you know got you into horror? Was it a movie? Your scary was crime alley. Yes, like very much. What so. brought you in? And if you're not necessarily into horror, as you, you look know, at me, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> what was well. it that was a, you know got you into this world? So I guess technically, let's go ahead and start with Paul. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so for me, sorry to all the listeners, horror isn't my main jam, but Patty has educated me in what <laughs> horror is because for me, horror was scary children in a basement, <laughs> all this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's not my. I'm a comedy action. That's my style. But then, as I spoke more to Patty, he explained that. When I told him I didn't watch any horror films, ever. And we just got chatting. I was like, oh, I love Jaws. He's like, Jaws is a horror movie? I was like, what? <laughs> Jaws is a horror film? Listen to that score. Jaws dun, is a shark. Dun, so, dun. <laughs> that was the same as my dad. My dad had the exact same reaction. I was like, he's like, oh, these horror movies you watch are so dumb. I was like, you showed me Jaws when I was eight. And he's like, it was not a horror movie. That was to teach you how to swim. <laughs> no, it was to teach how to swim fast. It was to keep me out of the water. It was like I was showing this. I don't have to teach him how to swim. Yeah. And uh, nobody's literally like it's not not a horror movie. It's a shark movie. But but since since knowing Patty and getting more educated in the the horror genre, I watch. I'm proud to say I've watched more horror films. Did you watch Hole in the Ground? You did, didn't you? I was at the premiere of Hole in yeah, the Ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying that. Yeah, I was at that. Which uh, you would not have done pre-perish, I don't think. 120%. Yeah. 120%. So your world is slowly expanding, potentially? Slowly. 100% slowly. I'm getting more educated on what horror is, is a better explanation of it. Because I still do not like 
the jump scares. Jump scares. Yeah. That's that might like get scared quite easily. Well, you know, there's a big contingency of horror enthusiasts that don't like, like jump, jump scares. scares. Exactly. Yeah. So, so like, cheap. yeah, so they're my people. Yeah. So, <laughs> so give me an example of some horror, excluding the parish, that you like really dig. You're like, okay, I maybe I can dip my more than a toe in these waters. I well, as I love Jaws. I actually love uh, Saw. Really? I love yeah. all I love all the Saw. Do you want to play a game? Want to play a game? <laughs> okay, dude. Okay, dude. <laughs> I'll play a game with you. <laughs> like gore, gore for me. I like gore, like Final Destination. Oh, Final Destination. Oh yeah, those Dude, styles. That's like they're yeah, horror. They, movies. Those <laughs> are straight up horror movies. Like fun. I can't, I can't drive behind oh, a truck trucks with, with the, the yeah. without. Oh, nobody like, can. Yeah, 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 yeah. no. That, after that movie or roller coasters, I didn't go to NASCAR oh. events, but I still now won't. So yeah, three was terrifying for that. <laughs> it was like I already was kind of uncomfortable on roller coasters, and that was like, a, oh. Like, oh, no. <laughs> would, would Shaun of the Dead? Oh, yes. Oh, it's a horror comedy. A horror. It's a horror then, comedy. Yeah, I love Shaun of the Dead. Oh, it's one of the greatest yeah. movies, yeah. Like, um, but I, and a lot of people, again, with horror comedy, treat it with a little bit of, like, even within the community, kind of like, oh, it's, uh, it's not really yeah. horror. And it's, mm. like, it's like there are still moments in some of the best horror comedies that you get a scare. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But... It's 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 a, a ratio. There has to be a balance of comedy and horror. Hell, Shaun of the Dead also gives you the pathos there at the very end. Spoiler alert! But when Ed oh, something happens with yeah. him, yeah. how many people just went no? Oh, oh no. yeah. Oh, I was heartbroken with Ed, that, man. You can <laughs> use. I think comedy is brilliant for that because you can use comedy to get people to care about things a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because the, and then that really is. I find it similar ish maybe it's a little heavier but like in train to busan is another film oh that, like, yeah you learn to like people in it so much that then when they start dropping off you're just oh. like bawling yeah. just bawling yeah. i didn't watch the last five minutes of that film because i just basically had my head in my lap because yeah. i was afraid i w- if anything else happened i know i'm gonna mean. lose it yeah. i'm gonna lose it oh i did i, was like, I did <laughs> I, it was my first fright fest um when i was back in the uk the, uh, the first one i ever went to was their closing film and I cried for a good thirty percent of it. Like I was just It's tough. In tears. But it's it's now one of my favorite movies. I've watched yeah. it probably five more times. So have you been able to check Train to Busan? I have not. Ooh. I was sure, yeah, I was sure. Yeah. It's 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 a zombie movie. It's not so okay. much you know, big jumps and scares and blah like it's another zombie movie you need to see and another one that actually has its ties to Panic Fest and it's a film you don't necessarily have to be yep. a horror fan to enjoy, mm-hmm. but as someone that is in the film family, Ooh. one cut one of the cut dead. Of oh god, yes. Have you oh seen One God, Cut of the Dead? Yes. I have not. Oh, oh, you need to see One Cut of the Dead. Everybody needs to yep. see One but Cut of the Dead. But especially if you're a filmmaker, actor, yeah. etc. Oh, yeah. Um, one Cut of the Dead was like, oh, it, when, that played at Fright Fest two years ago. Yeah. And it literally, it sold out in screen one. Yep. It sold out in screen two. Yep. It sold out in screen three. They had to keep listing new shows of it. And it is one of the most heartwarming and entertaining films you'll ever see. Like, but it's still, for part of it, straight mm-hmm. up horror. I mean, like... Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> see, to you not yeah, spoil exactly, it. You're reeling yeah. me in, you're throwing me back out again. <laughs> well, and it's one of those, the less you know, the better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Experience. They, they made it for twenty-seven thousand dollars. That's insane. My actual, my favorite horror moment was Paranormal Activity Two. You seen Paranormal? You don't like horror, but you watch yeah. Paranormal. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's like Ghost Kids. It's Ghost. It's a ghost, it's a ghost thriller. That's what it is. It's I a ghost like thriller. Children, horror <laughs> kids. But in Par- Paranormal Activity Two, I was with my friends in the cinema, and it's the bit. You all seen the film? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's a part where it's during the day, and like. It, I was, you finally get a chance to breathe. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so I turned to my friend Brian. I was like, man, I'm 
fuck this film. Look, it's it's during the day. Nothing bad happens during the day. And boom! All the, all all the, the, all the press is open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I literally shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It, it does, happens. Yeah. The um, older you get, my friend, the worse it gets. <laughs> my, that's nothing to do with horror. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it depends. That is the horror. Yeah, that is the horror. That's body horror. My eight-year-old uh, is obsessed with horror now. And she's like, tough cookie, though. She is. But yeah. she's, you see, she's been on sets and stuff, and she, she knows that it's all... Fake. She was in the trailer you were pointing out last yeah, night yeah. on the side. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. She's she's into all that stuff. But she was asking me like, "What can I watch?" And it's so funny to ask me that because I was watching shit that I shouldn't have. Yeah. But I'm still being that cautious parent now and being like, "Well, you can watch. We'll try watching Paranormal Activity because that doesn't have any gore or mm-hmm. blood." Yeah. And then like, but then when we're halfway through it, I was like, "Wait, this is probably way more." terrifying yep. <laughs> than something with loads of gore and Piper stuff. probably loved it oh she did yeah. and, but it's funny you talk about two two was her favourite and in that moment trying to, she literally of all the ones that moment it's, you're right it's the daytime yeah you, oh, you yeah. Really a chance feel, to breathe yeah. relax and bam that yeah. happens oh man <laughs> well you so you're talking about the films you probably saw too young um, we've talked a little bit with Paul so Patty what was your horror origin so um when I was five years old. Oh boy, here we go, here we go. <laughs> uncle Harry. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. no d- different uncle, different uncle. Um, no, uh, when I was five years old, my, my mom, my, 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 uh, my nana, which is my grandma, I guess, here, mm-hmm. and uh, my aunt, were, they were like, well, let's have a scary movie night. And they got Nightmare on Elm Street from the video store, the first one. Oh. And they went into our living room and threw it on and on, the t- on the VHS player and I was five, so it was like 1988, I guess. Oh, my God. I crept in behind the couch oh, no. and leaned out from behind and was there for the whole movie. They got up to, like, leave at the end and they just heard a voice from behind the couch going, please don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit, how long have you been there? I was like, the whole movie. <laughs> Couldn't sleep for three weeks. Like, basically. Oh. Because the worst thing about watching that movie as a kid and not knowing that it's not real and everything is that it's like, what are you afraid of? Going to sleep. Going to sleep. <laughs> so like, yeah. Uh, like, and to me, oh. no other horror imagery. What? Like, it's it's very difficult for me to say that Nightmare Imagery is my favorite film or whatever. But I don't think there's ever been imagery that scared me as much as when I first saw that movie. Yeah. Him coming down the alleyway <gasps> with the with calls. The big long. Yeah. yeah. Him. Uh, the, uh, the the Tina body bag is. Oh. It actually still. I'm actually getting. Yeah, I know. I think, yeah, <laughs> no, that's legit. Um, um, that was Amanda. Amanda Wise. Wise. Yeah. Yes. I always mess up her last name. It, well, and it's funny because she goes from that to like genre fair of, um, let's see here, Better Off Dead. Yeah, yeah, true. Which ultimately, it, yeah, that's... But I that was my first kind of dipping my toe in. No, that was throwing yeah, myself yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the swimming lessons for yeah. Mason takes Manhattan. <laughs> and that's like, just go. Just go. Just go. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> there it is thank you <laughs> he laughs in that movie anyway continue Jason does he, he does. does and Jason goes to man- uh, Jason totally Manhattan laughs. he totally laughs yeah. he totally laughs in it's that it's even movie. in the goddamn closed caption yeah can't uh, <laughs> stop it we told you seriously <laughs> um, no and then I, I started to my parents wouldn't necessarily let me watch horror movies. My dad does not like them at all. Very similar mm. to Paul. Very similar. To, like, no, the Jaws isn't a horror movie. It's a shark movie. It is. <laughs> um, but uh, my s- older sister, who we didn't get along at the time, and now we're older and we get along. But yeah. back then, she was into grunge music, horror. And I think there's a part of you that, like, you're like, if I liked all that stuff, she'd get along with me now, Aww. you know? Oh, that, is, that is beautiful. Yeah. But it was the, the problem is, it works the polar opposite way. She's like, stop taking my shit. <laughs> stop copying me. Yeah. Like, stop copying me. You're not cool. Get over yourself. Get 
get out of here, Patty. <laughs> but uh, I want to go to that show too. Slams. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, dude. Um, but yeah, I I started to kind of I had a, one of my best friends growing up. Um, his parents didn't give a shit about what he watched. Ah. So I would go to like the local video store in our town, and I I used to go in with a note. Like, which was crudely written up with crayon. With crayon. Like, <laughs> that would say, Paddy Please is allowed to rent this movie. <laughs> walk, and the guy knew, like... Was it all the R's back? Yeah, there yeah. And and it's, like, it's spelled I-Z, and yeah. Had a little typography. This, sir, <laughs> is a porn film. <laughs> I have to go behind the beaded curtain for this one. I don't know if this is okay. It's okay, I got a crayon. It's okay. The, the, the film that I think of when I think of those days of, like, sneaking, going up to the video shop and being like, I want to rent this movie was uh, Halloween 4, and it was the first Halloween we saw. Wow. I didn't see Halloween 1 first, so watch that movie, and I was like, thumb in the forehead in the opening. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is the best movie we've <laughs> ever seen. Like, um, and I, I watched a lot of the franchises out of order. Nightmare is the only one that I saw, like the first one first. Yeah. Because um, you were five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had no choice. Yeah. But uh, my favorite is Friday the 13th for the purpose that I saw Jason Goes to Hell first. Wow. Oh, wow. And what happened was, there's all this m- supposed mythos in that movie that if you did see nothing else beforehand, you you're like, like, oh, that's like a bounty hunter that must have been haunting him for like the last nine movies. There's a lot of payoff in this film. Yeah. Frank Creighton Duke finally gets his yeah, revenge. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then when I actually did go back and started watching the other ones, I was like, huh? that movie has nothing to huh? do with it. Where, where are all the worms? And yeah. where's the, like, the body switching? And all? So yeah, um, no, and then I've just been a, I've been obsessed with horror since, and I think a lot of it is chasing that high of like, will I ever be that scared again? Like how yep. I felt behind that couch at five. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I saw Halloween the almost exact same way really? behind a recliner at an aunt's house while the family was watching it. It happens. It and does. Halloween, I think I think Halloween would have nearly scared me more at that age than Nightmare because Nightmare is imagery, but Halloween. It's- yeah. It's the Somewhat realistic Atmosphere Atmosphere yeah. yeah It's Some of those white Especially when you see Finally got to see it Anamorphic in like In the 90s When they finally showed it And it wasn't a terrible Pan and scan no, Like it, those white shots Like it just makes it So terrifying Because he's He's always lurking like, You start to rewatch it Going in almost every frame He's there he? somewhere yeah. like, Spot Like where's Where's Michael Where's Wally <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Where's Wally The horror movie <laughs> Yeah, bro. <laughs> okay, dude. Okay, dude. Well, you talk a little bit about atmosphere, and I think that's a kind of a nice way to transition into The Perished because we had a chance to see it up on the big screen here at Panic Fest. And before we even get to The Perished, I want to talk about the journey it took. And I'll even say as an outsider, I feel like I'm part of that journey because uh, I've made it very well known on the podcast. I am a huge fan of the movie Crypt. Um, obviously, I'm a Patreon. I support. And as it turns out, one of the great things of the movie, because Genius is not a podcast listener. He has a social life. You know, I'm here by myself <laughs> listening this and that and vibing. But one of the, my favorite things of the movie Crypt is they do their Hollywood therapy in which they basically I was let, about to do the jingle when you I, said it. I, was about I look for that transition every goddamn time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arwen is always there in spirit. But ultimately, you know, they have a chance to talk with people that are filmmakers and all the trials and tribulations that they are going through and then getting advice through Joe, Adam and whatever guests they have on. And for a while there, we had... Patty's journey through Hollywood therapy and it was multiple times throughout and it was all this, these wonderful little signposts it's like oh shit Patty it was like a check in ultimately which I, I grew to love and then it was through Movie Crypt Live where ultimately then we were able to actually even kind of engage have an interaction yeah and outside of social media 
And then when I found out that your film was playing here at Panic Fest and you were going to be in attendance, I, I did, I'm not going to say I lost my shit. <laughs> but, but he lost, but he his, lost shit. his shit. Yeah. He lost his shit. <laughs> but I, I feel like I've been part of the journey because oh, you, yeah. well, you disclosed so much and everything. All the other patrons on Movie Crypt, like, I, there, there's a community and a family there as well. Truly. And, um, I will laugh quickly, though, and say that there was a moment on one of the last Hollywood therapies that I did which was a big ass as always. I always try to keep it in the spirit of Adam and Joe as long and me- meandering as, as them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's a moment where I said something about like, oh, The Parish, which just had its world premiere. And he was like, great shameless self-promotion, buddy. <laughs> I was like, shit, he's on to me. He's on to me now. Try to sneak it in there yeah, when you can. Yeah. <laughs> so from, from, from my basement here to the big screen, through Hollywood therapy to the initial like inspiration of The Parish, where did it come from? Uh, there was an interesting moment last night, and this is a question I've been asked at, I would say, every single festival that I've been to, which is somebody asked me, was there a point where this was not a horror movie? Was there a point where this was just a straight drama? And the the, the answer that I don't think any of them want to hear is no. It was a horror movie from day one. Mm-hmm. Because literally the first, I, I'm not going to give away spoilers about the movie here, but like I'm going to reference kind of visual scenes that are out of context aren't going to change anything yeah. in the film. Yeah. But there's a moment about midway through the movie where we get our first real taste of the horror side of it, and that was the f- that moment was the first thing I I, I came up with. Like okay. it wasn't even like all the bigger heavy themes and mm-hmm. ideas. They uh, that's the way my process works a lot of the time. It's it's you find one thing and that becomes your your the, the, the linchpin that you put everything else you know on. And for me, there's like yeah, basically it was like what if you were lying in bed and you were you had sleep paralysis and there was something in the corner of your room mm-hmm. and it just was crawling mm. towards you and you mm-hmm. could do nothing about it yeah. and then my i'm telling this to my uh, best friend uh, hetero life mate husband <laughs> producer barry Faye. my man yeah <laughs> and I, i'm telling him this and then i'm like and then it crawls onto the bed and it like cuddles you and he was like oh i don't like that he was like i thought you said it. i thought you were, i thought you were gonna say it was like it's gonna cr- kill you or scream in your face or whatever and I was like no it just cuddles you and he's like that's so much more terrifying yeah he's it like, is that's because you're like oh. your whole body like, shivers, shivers. Mm. Yeah. that's so intimate though yeah exactly and but then, oh. but you see what happens then is that was the process of like that was the scene so, and then I went well what creature would, yeah. would do that like mm-hmm. Jason's not going to do that necessarily unless he needs a hug cause <laughs> yeah. he, like, it's been a long day it's Saturday the 14th and he's all sad <laughs> he's, he's like, like I've got to wait another year or yeah. two at least for, <laughs> for another Friday, Friday. <laughs> 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 Saturday the 14th <laughs> Saturday the 14th <laughs> um, no but uh, yeah that was the 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 start, but then right off the back of that, all the stuff was happening in Ireland. Yeah, uh, there had been this the discovery of a mass baby grave in Tomb, which when I heard that, I was like, "Look, you could make a million horror movies and not find something as horrific yeah. as yeah. that." Because even just to touch on that, like the mo- for me, the most horrifying scene in the film, without giving anything away, is the part where Sarah Decker, played by Court McKeown, phenomenally, mm-hmm. uh, very much so, yeah. leaves to have an abortion, and it goes her through the airport. Yes, and it's. Just it's so wellly shot by Barry, and it, you're with her welly, on this journey. It's so wellly shot. Wellly, wellly shot. <laughs> beautifully Barry, shot. He said you shot it like a wellie. <laughs> <laughs> but it is beautifully shot, and like you go on that journey with her, and unfortunately, <laughs> guys, come on, I'm making a statement. I'm sorry. I'm making a beautiful statement here. Sorry. Um, that part is oh, horrifying yeah, because yeah. it's real. You yes. know, yeah. if we, you're directly or indirectly related to it, you know someone that has gone through this journey and. 
for that. It's a real powerful part of the film. And, and the loneliness and isolation of that moment. Yeah. yeah. It's very real. And that's well what said. Done. It's well done. It's well <laughs> it's shot. Well, well ultimately, shot. it's something that the world primarily is, we're, we're in the minority ultimately mm-hmm. when it comes to you know, women, men. Yes. And it's something that a majority of women will have to go through at one point mm-hmm. in their life. And it's all about like body aut- autonomy. Exactly, and yeah. It's interesting because, and what I love when we get international horror and horror through different filters is a lot of it is universal mm. in many ways. And it was interesting with a lot of your Q and A's that you've done, because we're going to get yeah. to your experience guys at Panic Fest, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. but because uh, I know you've talked about this a lot, but ultimately, you know, I love the fact that it's coming from your perspective. And when you bring it over here, you get to hear other people go, oh, oh yeah. Oh, big time. Is, yeah. yeah. Like, as I say, without another thing that does crop up at, at fest or Q and A's a lot is the, is the people's are not even like in the smoking area afterwards or whatever people saying, that in the UK is a great example of this saying I never I never knew this was not an option for somebody yes yeah. like yes. You, and it's not ignorance it's just no, again it, culturally yeah like uh, one of my close friends Jessica Messenger she's an amazing actress from the UK she was like when, legit when I told her the the concept for the film she was like but is that true? I was like, yeah. Like, because people said that as well with the opening when they have the yeah, the, stats, the scroll. Yeah, which, with that it, in and of that itself was the is scare, one of the scariest yeah. things in the entire movie. Just that statistic. Yeah. But that was brought up in like exaggerating there a small bit with the eight hundred. But that's that's a fact. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Even the film to describe the film to any listener, it's an exaggerated version of the truth. You know, there has there is that horror element of of course when killing comes in the, the amalgamation of these babies, but the film itself is real life. Oh yeah, you know, at, yeah. With, the, with the drama. It's a drama horror is the and best way to put some it. Some of the stuff that's in it is like how the themes and topics that are there are stuff like not just around this this body issue. It's also around like how far do you expect your friends to go for you? Yes. Yeah. Because like yeah. your friends will try to help you as much as they can, but there comes a point where you need to say, I, I've gotten everything I can and I need to now get myself over this next step. Yeah. And like there's there's other things in there. It's not just like abortions and babies oh, yeah. right, right. <laughs> but like another another aspect of it when you're talking about you needed the friends but one thing that really another issue of horror that got me mm. was the interaction of um the parents oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. was a horrifying scene yeah. well, did noelle is a scary she's such a scary. sweet woman yeah. noelle Clark is a very 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 sweet woman I, if you okay i'm glad you told me that because she was terrified oh, yeah. on screen <laughs> she's scarier than killing <laughs> i believe like yeah. yes um, and it, it's really funny. She is. She. There's. I'll, I'll actually show you after this. There's like when we did the concept trailer, we did a little behind the scenes, and we didn't know. It's like I'm actually a very nice woman. I'm actually a very, <laughs> a very nice mother. I would and never do this to my child. She's so soft spoken oh, as yeah. well, you know. And, <laughs> and then Connor, who plays the dad, he that broke my heart. He he broke my heart as well. He, he's a big that man. Broke my heart. He, he stands at he, like six when, four. When, six four. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. When he's sitting in the car. Yeah. I, I my eyes were welling up and I was like, oh man, because he brought that emotion. And and Connor, it's funny because like you just said, he's a big man, big man, yeah. And he normally gets cast in what's like our intimidating roles, mm-hmm. um, like in, he was in intermission. He was a few yeah. other things where he's always a big, you know, intimidating guy, sturdy guy, yeah. And so, f- but the second he sent his first self tape. I was like, this dude's a puppy. He can. He's an absolute puppy. Like. And that's credit to both him and Noel for that dynamic relationship they share oh, where she's time. able to put him in his place like one but that's snap a, or a look. There are those real Irish mammies that that's yeah. how they are. <laughs> but like, there is. Yeah. yeah. And like, I know, uh, interestingly, I've had a lot of people also say, mostly back home actually, post-Horathon rather than, mm-hmm. I've had people say, but that kind of doesn't really exist anymore. That kind of 
those kind of people like yeah. up religious and blah blah I was like you don't live in rural Ireland my yeah friend. you'd be oh, surprised yeah. Right? Right. yeah exactly you might think that in these more progressive cities and etc that it's not there anymore but just go out 40 minutes out the road out to the country yeah, well, well, yeah. It, same thing in well, here rural, I mean, like, suburban rural and suburban and yeah. a huge difference and then we're ha- we're having a big debate right now in our own country yes. about abortion abortion rights and, yeah. and the interesting thing that this movie does and uh you especially, and it's oh. weird to say after we're talking about how like how it's a very serious subject. You were hilarious oh, in it, but <laughs> you did you. a very good job balancing the yeah. actual drama, the actual horror, and then the supernatural. It was never pandering. No, it was never. Thankfully, it was never gratuitous nope. and like like exploitive. Mm. Um, but it was done with like care and like with the thoughts of these actual real people yeah. involved. You have to. It, you have to your characters should never be characters like they they need to be characters always yeah and um one of my like favorite memories actually from that was or even watching you like with the humor last night Mm -hmm. the humor in post there was a moment where we were getting advice from somebody and his advice was you need to cut some of the humor out because it's 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 supposed to be a drama, and I said, but good drama comes from liking the people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you, what can make you like someone more than than seeing them laugh and joke and smile and have fun? Because that's what we all humanize strive them, for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what you do if you're. Everybody has that friend that if you're in a bad place and stuff's not good, you can go to and yeah, and Barry for me. That's <laughs> it. Uh, Breen, I'll be listening. Yeah, my mate at home, right. <laughs> Kevin <Yeah>. D. <laughs> but it, you're hundred percent correct. In yeah. everybody's dramatic life, there's always some moments of levity, whether somebody else exactly. or from themselves, and that's what makes it real. To make a movie that's nothing but hardcore Heart, drama, yeah, yeah, hardcore, yeah, hardcore, hardcore yeah. yeah, and even with that as well, with, with like with comedy in the most horrific moments of time in real life you crack a joke you, with your yeah. friend you, you, you say make something inappropriate yeah, you, cool, but like, you do with that as once again it's humanized it's yeah real exactly life. Well, yeah there's catharsis with humor there's catharsis with your horror, horror exactly. or purging one way or the other and when you can find that deft balance and, well, it, and especially in a hard subject like this yeah. that's yeah. just it the levity when and i will say this paul you stole the show yeah. last night yeah, thank you, you very much it was <laughs> wonderful because i could kind of feel you just kind of not soaking it in, but like with every laugh, with every delivery, with every just the little the mouthing of the, it was oh, just yeah. so nice. And Thank you very again, much. the connection you guys had, it was kind of rough when you left the movie. Yeah, I, got, I get out of Dodge. <laughs> well, and that's not a spoiler by any means. But you know, you're he's gonna, not go, but you, for your intentions, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. You I get dirty it. I get dog. It. I get it. I get it. You good? You good? You good? The I only reason that that Paul leaves. So that we can set up a sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we've been too. talking about that. You <laughs> perished harder. <laughs> perished again. Yeah. Live hard, die perished. There, there we go. <laughs> a good day. A good day to be perished. A good day. A good day to die perished. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Paul. I really think that that one of the most important relationships in the entire film is Paul and Courtney. Yeah. Um, their character, Sarah and David. A lot of people. This is one of my favorite things from this screening. Is the amount of people that came to me and said. Love the David Lynch reference. Yeah. Love ah, the David Lynch yeah. reference. And I'm literally standing there going, just again, take it. Because um, <laughs> that was not intentional either. I had a best friend. I had friends growing up. One was named uh, David Highland, and another was called Brian Lynch. So I just took David's first name, Brian Lynch's surname and put them together. And also, as you said, you were like, I thought it might have been a Joe Lynch reference right, as well. Yeah. And I was like, sure. Yeah. Could <laughs> Give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything to everyone. Matters. Exactly, well, that's the beauty yeah. of films like that is the subjectivity and what you bring to the film can ultimately kind of color the way you see it. And I'll say this. I, 
I grew up Catholic. Yeah, me so too. I was seeped Same. in all that, and so I'm a recovering Catholic. <laughs> I am yeah, still. I am too. Still, <laughs> well, that's the thing, and that's that. It's just, there's so much identity involved in that in the community, and then one of the things that you guys touched upon is the stigma yeah. attached with everything. That even legal, a hundred percent. There are still people that won't because of the stigma and the just the, the, everything attached to it through family, through the religion. Again, part of the real world horror. horror. Yeah. But it, it, that's the other thing is that I, I kind of thought this was such an Irish movie. And as I've been bringing it around and showing it to people, people are like, no, in my culture, that's exactly it's 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 a, it's all built around this shame. Like and we kind of think of that more in a bigger terms in Ireland because it was this institution for a long time that was putting a lot of that but then, not really, because you take the institution away, and it's, as you just said, it's the families that have those beliefs yep. are still going. It, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be mm-hmm. get out of the house. You're not welcome here anymore. And that's know? the worst thing when you again kidding. look at what's going on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's it's just it's a very. Uh, I I felt it, it was an important movie for me, and it's I, I was pushed to maybe seek out a female director when I wrote it. It was like, maybe you should let somebody else, like sure. let, let a woman direct this. Yeah. And trust me when I say that, like, I genuinely champion and support female filmmakers. Like, I really, really, I, but it just became a situation that I was like, this means so much to me. Because I started doing research, interviewing women. Mm-hmm. Um, but credit to Petty there. He was, people see the film, they sometimes think it's a female director because of the style of the characters, especially the female characters. Mm-hmm. And Courtney McKeown, Sarah Decker, the way she's written and the way she performs you would think she was guided by a woman. And that is absolute credit to this amazing That's man with the talent that, the delicacy that he wrote the film, it's a very, very taboo subject and it's very delicate mm-hmm. and it can go either way. And the delicacy on set to screen to the pages, everything is, he's an amazing man. Well, and it's really funny. There were a few people sitting by us. Uh, they knew a little bit about the film. Mm. And they were like, I'm really anxious to see how people react to this film. Because that's one thing I love with Panifest is there's a lot of diversity of films. Uh, this year was really heavy on kind of the horror comedies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of people coming out of the theater laughing. Which made me nervous. And, it well, made and me then, nervous. But then what I also, there's occasionally, there's the films like Rot, which played, oh, yeah. which definitely has the moment. Um, I'm trying, oh God. Uh, Oren mentioned another film that he walked away going, well, that was an experience. And I was like, oh, that's it. But then there are films like the perished where they in you insert these and again it's like i don't know how you're going to react but people reacted and that was the one thing throughout the night the gasps the laughter yeah the literal like you could hear people squirming at times and that the that sniffles, experience the tears, that, oh yeah the, that's, that's the beauty though of the like, panic fest is phenomenal the it is it's it's the audience here it's the one people, of my favorite festivals i've ever been at. it's incredible even it's, the venue yeah. everything i love the way it's one place it's just there in the armor theater and like everyone just drinks there into the movie exactly it's, you don't have to go off to the pub between every movie like it's yeah, okay. so you can just stay you can there, stay there. Yeah. The, pub is in, the pub is the, the, pub the, movie. Is the <laughs> we stayed in it after after things last night for hours we got a tour of the place the, right. We went to their creepy basement. Oh, you went to that one. Oh, you went to their creepy basement where yeah. I was locked yeah. up, where Genius was locked up I, for a while. I've that now, was you. <laughs> I've now shot another phone footage movie down there. Yes, it's a free out. It was 16 and a half minutes, man. I went to look at oh, the video God. today and I was like, what? Oh, man, that's terrifying yeah. then. But the, Ooh, the Tales from Kansas City. <laughs> to, br- to bring Tales it back to, to Panic Fest there, it's... Like I wasn't nervous, but I was excited to see a U.S. audience watch this film for myself with the with the comedy. Mm-hmm. Would they get the humor? The jokes, Would they get the jokes? Yeah. But they did. It was the best reaction. Yeah. It was easily so the best reaction we've had. And was, I've, been, yeah, I've gone to nearly every festival. The only one I missed, I think, was the Be Afraid in Italy. Yeah. But every other, like this, is the reactions at this were so much more heightened. I, I think that's a credit to 
Americans in general yeah. is that Absolutely. you really do wear your emotions, your feelings, and your sleeves in those situations. There was a man sitting directly behind me, and he loved the film. I couldn't see him. I turned around, I couldn't see him at the yeah. end. Yeah, I was, was sitting right by him. Was it? Yeah, he was, it was loving it. He was. It, I felt the infection and the enthusiasm. Yeah. Just everything hit with him. Because I was, was sitting right up front, I was just a big smile on my face listening to this guy. I felt your. I was um, um, somehow through osmosis because I knew you were sitting up there, and I could just feel you that the energy, and I knew it was a. And it was a great. It, it was. It was incredible. So it nice. Really now, now, you were sitting by one, Joe Lynch, <laughs> who also introduced the film for you. He did. Um, and I will just say that there was one moment, because I was sitting beside Joe, and there was, there was two moments where we spoke, because I was trying to be very respectful and not like talk through, during the movie, because I'm like, yeah, you've seen this a million times. It's his first time. <laughs> sure, yeah. But uh, at one point, Joe, when uh, Paul and Sarah have a very intimate moment and hug, mm-hmm. uh, Joe was like, this dude's fucking great. He is great. <laughs> um, which was which was phenomenal. But also, you, one of my personal favorite moments was like, because this is Joe Lynch, right? He's seen a million horror movies. Like, nothing really gets to him anymore. The first time it flashes and you see Killen in the, in the room, yeah. he... Went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's it's a reason. Creepy. That design. It, it is. It the is. design. Who designed them? Did um, yes. My, uh, I've worked with her on every film. My special effects supervisor, Becky Tuberty. Incredible. She out. She'd never done a creature before. She'd done prosthetics. She'd done you know some work with like. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I had a moment where because sometimes if you go, what is that? Because it's yeah. so indecipherable. It's a bad thing. I said a what is that because I couldn't comprehend what, what I was, was actually, seeing. That, that was the whole, in, uh, a little bit of that kind of idea of, of Lovecraft without, yeah. obviously this is a monster so it's not quite, but like yeah. it is still meant to be, uh, I can't quite fully comprehend what this is. But the silhouette of yeah. it, with oh, all the yeah. different tendrils yeah. <laughs> and things. But that also comes down to Barry and Patty for like, for me when I got the script and I read the script and when this happens towards the end of the film, that was the make or break of the movie. Yeah. You know, the first, because two thirds of it is drama. It's a yeah. drama heart, yeah. but that last third will make or break. You have to movie. stick the landing on it. You have yeah. to. Yeah, it has to. And I said to him straight away, I was like, if this doesn't work out, this mightn't work. But credit where credit's due, <laughs> Becky makes a phenomenal She's, and, uh, and Patty and his lighting team and the sound team. That's it's, the other you thing. Know, and Barry and. and uh, one thing, yep. I, I, on nearly every other shooting, uh, basically. I've very much left Barry to his devices. I've been like, you're, I'm not a cinematographer. You're a cinematographer. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I might have one or two little ideas, but I'm not. But on this, Barry even said himself that I was a lot more involved. This was the first film where I started to get more like, no, can you go on this lens and can you go low and can we be close in because I wanted to feel claustrophobic, you know. Yeah. They're um, telepathic, these guys. They look at each other and they already, they already yeah. know yeah. what's going on. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, the creature. It was... So we started shooting the creature stuff on a Friday, right? And mm-hmm. um, that was our final weekend of the shoot that we kept all the heavy duty creature stuff for. And um, oh. on the Wednesday, I'm like going to pick up some guests from the airport who are coming in for the shoot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go to the, the, the office where it's being done and it's still just like a red latex suit. Oh God, yeah. see, I'm already and, uh, getting nervous when you're talking about this story. <laughs> I'm like looking going, is this going to be done? Like, what is happening? You've yeah. had like six weeks, guys. <laughs> but what it was, was no, it, and I didn't understand this at the time because I couldn't see it really. They had done it in such a way that they had it all, they'd, they'd uh, pre-produced it. Gotcha. Like, yeah. so that literally on, from the time it left me, took me to go to the airport and get back, I arrived back and it was like done. Camera ready. Two and a half hours. And so. my interaction with, <laughs> with Killen, it's, we made it like, I'm, as I said, I get, I get afraid. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm laughing because I know where this is going. I get genuinely afraid. So when it was my scene to shoot with him, I was like, I don't want to see him until the cameras are rolling and we're ready to rock and roll. 
So we went and <laughs> I see him for the first time. I genuinely freak out and I bang on the door and the door is meant to, to open. That, that's what happens. So I bang on the door. Doesn't open. Killing comes closer. I bang on the door a little harder. <laughs> the cameras are still rolling. I'm a professional. I keep going. So I'm banging again. I'm ba- and then you throw my shoulder out and charge through the door to find the one and only Mike Shawcross, <laughs> Stills photographer, holding the fucking door the whole time. <laughs> that was a little practical joke by Patty on me. But <laughs> who are you, Kubrick? <laughs> yeah. <who are> you? <laughs> Kane Hodder over my there. <laughs> my God. You suffer for your Here's killing. <laughs> Let me explain that that was 100% worth it because the shots you see in yeah, the movie no, that was, and his it panic. Was it was real. <laughs> Taking it back to Panic Fest, that panic is 100% genuine. I'm not that good an actor. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you sold the shit out of it. I see why. And all, all of the actors, I made a conscious decision to keep them away from the creature until that makes sense. they met him for the first time. But as well, on the creature, which is played by incredibly by Stephen Tolkien. I'm going to get that t- uh, to that, yeah. <laughs> you see the creature and he's terrifying and he doesn't really it's speak in the movie, but Stephen is also from Limerick, but he's real <laughs> Limerick city accent like the way we speak oh boy, like, okay, okay, kid, that, that's Limerick this is the way you talk in Limerick really fast kind of high pitched like that that's Limerick a bit Limerick. nasally do you know what I mean a bit nasally a bit, a bit out the nose as well do you know what I mean <laughs> but you have this horrible horrible <laughs> creature and you're like are you, are you okay Stephen yeah man I'm grand <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 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 person <laughs> Fine, you, you already are. <laughs> I can just picture that coming out of that. Mike, I, I, I'll it. show you a video later where it is. He's being interviewed by Dread Central <laughs> in, oh, in the makeup. Oh in my God. He's standing there being interviewed. Oh. And next thing, yeah, it's like Marie Horrigan or AD comes in and says like, oh, Tobes, I left a sandwich over there on the table for you. And he goes, thanks, Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Decent kid. <laughs> like he, I wanted, oh. to get, I wanted to get to Stephen Tobery though because to me, I, I love every actor in this movie, but I think a creature performance is a step as well. Like, it's such an important... It's yeah. so easy to just go, oh, hey, would you just get in this suit and roll around to be a monster? Yeah. But, like, with Tubbs, he, I knew that he was the type of person that would ask 40,000 questions. As an actor, I was very, like, it was amazing to watch his process with it because he was curious to Patty, like, how do I feel right now? And what yeah. should I be going through? And it's like, well, when you're properly, no, obviously properly, but he right, was just, yeah. the level of it he took into was incredible. And it's there on huh. screen, like, because oh. the creature has its movements, it has a feel, you... I always wanted to create a somewhat sympathetic villain, and I think that that's there as yeah. well. Like you can feel that he's not evil. He, he gives his purpose. His it, main goal is like yeah. you can kind of understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he gives a knockout performance. <laughs> oh, yeah, he got knocked out on set. <laughs> really, really. So yeah. uh, there's a scene where he gets hit on the head with something, mm-hmm. and uh, I had told him, I said, "No, that's not how he got knocked out, right?" Because I, it was we we tested that with the padding, padded, yeah. and we were like, "Cool, okay, that's not gonna hurt." I said, "Lean right in," because you're Thomas talking through the eye hole of this. What you say, kid? Because he can. <laughs> what was that, Patty? What you say, Patty? Um, no, I had to lean right in, and I was like. Okay, Tobbs, when you get hit by this thing, go straight backwards. Because if you go to your left, you'll mm. kind of fall, whatever. But if you go to your right, you'll hit the bed frame. Bed frame yeah. So oh, no. don't go to your right, whatever no, right. you do. Okay, kid, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets hit <laughs> and goes to the right. Goes to the right. Yeah. <laughs> he knocks oh. himself out. No, oh, no. no. Yeah. But he was he, he stitched in in this suit. Yeah. So it was like, oh, Tobbs, we got it. Good man. Tubbs. Are you fully sure if he was still acting? What was going on? No, no, I, 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 came, I came running in from the other room where the monitor was and literally we just stapled him into the suit for this shot because we were like, we were coming to the end and stuff and we were like, oh, we're just going to staple it at this point. And then uh, 
I had came in and I just tore it off him because I was like, I I don't care if I rip the mask at this point. Of course. I want him to be alive. Right. I don't want to kill him. Was Becky over in the corner going, you're killing the costume. And that's her brother. That's her brother. Oh, that was. Oh, my goodness. She was like, he's grand. (laughs) (laughs) Happens all the time. But I had to, right before we did the stabling, I was like, she was like, I don't know how I feel about this because like, you know. I, I don't feel comfortable like locking him into this. And I was like, it'll only be for two He's shots. He's had a good run. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 The gang shoot perished. <laughs> the gang <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it, it was it was a pretty intense moment. Well, and it's I, what he I also ran into a door. That was another amazing. That was one. his own joy. That was like <laughs> the Stooges. No, like <laughs> he, he, there was a part where he had to kind of whip around a corner and then charge into a room. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did that. But the first thing we did is, with no peripheral vision whatsoever, he just went straight into the door frame. But then he didn't like knock himself out, etc. So he just did it and then like went to the side. <laughs> Which please tell me that's going to be an outtake. Oh, it'll have to be. Oh, Maybe. Yes. Can, can you do like like can you do like a cannonball run like bloopers <laughs> real dirty? Yes. The There's actually a lot of bloop. Well, because the mask is like it's like a football helmet. You have yeah. no peripherals, so you're like just locked in. Yeah, and <laughs> that's, it was amazing. And honestly, I'm glad there was so much fun happening on set because oh, again, it was such a heavy there had to be yeah there, there had to be and a big shout out to Martin Nee oh. for his level of comedy on because as you said there it's a very very heavy, heavy topic yeah. but when the cameras stop rolling it's nice and light you know Good. we're able to have fun and joke around the camera's back on it's back to making yeah. a movie but Martin Nee he was our sound and he was the um, assistant oh, no, he camera wasn't. Evan was sound oh, sorry, was yeah, assistant, assistant camera. camera and he was yeah. soft sticks <laughs> yeah the glass <laughs> But uh, he is a hilarious, an up and coming comic. He's an up and coming stand up comedian. And he's he, great. He is hilarious. He has stories and he had jokes on the, on the dime. Yes, he right. had jokes on the dime for. Now, the, the, you can't say them. I'm not, not going to repeat them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they were. Legally, so, we've had the contract. That will rise something in here, you know. Yeah, but no, and he was able to. And the whole crew, like with what? Celtic Badger Media, the company that made this film, it was my first time working with him. And they, and people say this all the time, but I really mean working with these guys was like a family. So we shot this a year ago, and since then I've done three more films with them. Because when you're in Kelly Badger Media, you're part of the family. And from day one, from the table read, it was just accepted into this family. Because Paddy actually fought my corner to be in this film. We were aware of each other's work. Um, I was very eager to work with him, but it was kind of in-house, a lot of his stuff. All of a sudden, the film would be out. I'm like, oh, I've never even heard about this right. audition or whatever. And there was a lot of their friends making the movies. And then with The Perished, they wanted this to be bigger a proper production a proper production <laughs> so they put out um auditions you know you could audi- apply to audition so finally i was like yes 100 percent can I audition yeah and as an actor he gave me he goes like yeah man of course you have like till next tuesday to send a self-tape i was like well wow, that's like 10 days which you don't get as an actor you usually get like a day two days max and i was like oh sweet so i put it on the back burner oh no <laughs> because i work for the radio at home limericks live 95 fm and we my team was in the All-Ireland Final, which is like the Super Bowl. It's like the Super Bowl of Ireland, yeah. So my team was in the Super Bowl, and working with the radio, I had wrote a song, and I was touring our county with the song, and the day of the final, I hosted our own stadium, 45,000 people, sang the song, watched the match. We won the All-Ireland. Limakaboo, come on, lads. (laughs) And then Monday was the homecoming, which I was also part of. And I was like, okay, I got to get ready for this. Oh, shit. Oh, God. The self-tape. <laughs> I have not sent my self-tape. Oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. And in hindsight, knowing the beautiful man that Paddy is, <laughs> I could have asked for an extension. But no, I'm professional. Like, this is the deadline. I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, no. I set up my camera. I have no reader. I do not know the lines. 
but I'm standing off this earth. And ca- ultimately, did your camera fall over at one? It did. Picked back up. It did. I have no voice. Oh, it's like they, it's like me right now. Like, did, it was, it was worse. worse. Yeah. Are like, yeah, yeah. you gonna let? let I'm a ball. It was like it was like that. <laughs> So I said that, okay, and even dude. in the self tape, which any actor that's listening, you don't do this. I I apologize in the beginning. I'm like, hello, lads. Sorry, sorry about this. Now my voice is gone. I don't know the lines, but I need to send this off. And during the audition, you can see me go, "Hey, Sarah." That's <laughs> not as bad as that. But um, so I send it off, and to Patty's credit, you're, what you're wondering right now is. How, How am I in this? Yeah. Like, I literally, but that was what my producers were asking. <laughs> <laughs> they're not asking anymore, baby. No, they're not. Now, now they've cast you in other stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. like, legit, it was, they were never, I'm not trying to say, like, that they were, like, bad about it. It was just, yeah, again, it wasn't all bad. There was, like, a moment of good. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I was, it was still that kind of, like, look, we're trying to do a proper production, you know? Like, you, if you're going to say that this is the right guy, you need to be sure and you need to... Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm willing to hang my hat on this. I'm willing to, like, live and die in it, like, fall on the sword for this if it doesn't work. I was like, let's just do the table reads. And then if you're not convinced, we'll talk, you know? Yeah. And then just... I, I always say this to... For me, biggest bit of advice is follow your gut follow your instincts because they're th- the reason you do something like this is you have good instincts generally and I'm forever grateful for that because that's fair we've made the parish and we're here in Kansas but in City. the first table reads I knew like I, yeah. I said to the, he he delivered one line which is um, the way Irish people hang up their phone <laughs> right or uh, like end their calls is it's it's everybody does it I don't think I've ever met an Irish person that doesn't actually really do it you have to do it yeah <laughs> but I'd written it in the script that way but I didn't know if somebody would read it as as is as, what, as yeah. how people deliver that in reality yeah so basically when people hang up their phone <laughs> they, they do go, this they go yeah okay so I'm off bye 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 okay <laughs> I wondered what the hell that was I thought yeah. he was having a stroke on screen <laughs> I was like well they kept that in that must yeah, have been yeah, something yeah. so that's, that's like an Irish, a, that's an Irish oh, you're on the phone I hang up you go alright so I'm off bye 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 <laughs> it's well, huh. such an Irish thing to do that. I, that's those little cultural things yeah. that I love with yeah. international yeah. cinema yeah. that you pick up like that. But like, I I didn't think that on paper somebody would, would know that was what the intent of it was. And the second he did it in the table read, I was like, "This is him." This is the guy. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. <laughs> Let that be a lesson for every actor out there. Even if maybe something you send out you don't think it's good, nail it in person, yeah. and you're solid. Now, um, a couple. I uh, want to make sure we get to a couple things. But when ideally will our listeners be able to go out? and seek out and see the perished hopefully um quarter one quarter two of this year yeah <laughs> it is it is picked up distribution with the horror collective who are an amazing whoa, new whoa. company excellent yes um, excellent run by one of the previous co-founders of epic pictures uh wow. shakhead berenson who's oh yes, some of our yes. favorite damn oh, horror God, movies yeah. tales of halloween turbo mm-hmm. kid turbo yeah. kid um shakhead and jonathan barkin formerly a dread central yes um barkhan sorry i'm really sorry john <laughs> and that's when i saw his name i was yeah. like I, I i'm familiar with that name yeah, yeah. um the, the the two of those have started this new company and they're really championing indie horror um lower tiered indie horror like where it's not 300k budgets yep. and yep. which is still micro budget technically it's, but it, when you're making villains for 25 and 30 grand you're really hoping someone 25 and 30 euro <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, right like, yeah but um yeah they're putting the film out they've done they've three movies coming out uh, on the label so far green light which was also here i was here yep the dare which is playing here 
tomorrow night or Good. Wednesday night, mm-hmm. which looks amazing. It's got Richard Brake from 31 and that Game of Thrones and yeah. it looks so good. Um, and then The Parish is their number three. And so while I, I, I haven't been told a hard release yet, they've said, look, yeah. it will be in early 2020. It's like roughly Good. early to mid. And I honestly think our listeners will appreciate a film like this because it does touch upon the real world stuff. It gives you the feels. It makes you laugh. It scares you. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think. Ultimately, mm-hmm. And ultimately, it makes, I think, people talk. And I think it's an interesting film, just quickly as well, is that like, I think it's an interesting film that you can watch it on your own. Right, I've done that several yeah. times at home where I've watched it on my own and you get a totally different experience to watching it with five or six other people, yeah, oh even yeah. just watching it in a group. Yeah. But like, but at the same time, you can watch it both ways and it's it's enjoyable either way. Like, enjoyable is such a weird word for it. But I was told last <laughs> night to stop <laughs> saying that the film's so sad and so bleak. And I, just tr- I just try to do it's damage heavy. control. It's, it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's ultimately, heavy. and we touched that last night, is to... Get people talking. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a discussion. Whether you love this film or you hate this film, you cannot watch this film and not have an opinion about it. Oh yeah. Regardless yeah. if you liked or didn't like it, you are going to come away and want to talk about it. Yep. So that's yeah. And again, anything you can kind of uh, you know break out di- dialogue that goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to agree. That's fine. But as long as you are listening to each other, as long as you're taken in, I think that's the first step on a lot of things. Yeah, and we touch on both sides too. Yes. You know, ultimately mm-hmm. the film is pro-choice. Yeah. But there is elements well, of it. Be- it is and it isn't because like, I am pro-choice fundamentally. Yeah. But I, I've i had people in reviews who think it's totally different. Their interpretation Again, of yep. it is, well, this is what I feel. I think it's a real pro-life story. And I'm like, that's fine. That's you. Yep. And you completely get that yeah. as well from it. So it's compl- yeah. as I said, you come away talking about it. And yeah. that's the good thing mm-hmm. again, and it's because it's not alienating people. And it's not preachy. Yeah. Yep. And it's not no. saying you're wrong for your opinion. Absolutely. Not right. It's 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 like look, everybody's got their reasons. Like, um, I'm not going to get too political in here. <laughs> well, that's done very well by um, Thea Coons, who plays Shane, Shane Daly yeah. in the film, mm-hmm. um, yeah. phenomenally. And he has that one little moment. I'm not going to give away too much, but his when he meets kind of Sarah later on in the film. They have a dialogue and a conversation, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you're saying, "Okay, there's." The girl thing. sitting beside me said, "Like for eighty percent of the movie, she was like, this guy is a dick. This guy is a dick. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much.'" She was like, "And then there's that one little moment yep. on the couch, and she was like, oh my god, he's breaking my heart. I feel so sorry feel for, for him.'" him yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Excellent. That's yeah. what this is about." Like. You thought you he was just a fucking dick. <laughs> and again, Jokes it, on you. It goes to the strength <laughs> of the the, the the process of collaboration from the actors to the writers, the directors, from everyone that's you know operating a boom mic. Again, exactly. to see that yeah. happen, to you know, culminate into a film like we saw. I, I, we'll get to your Steven Tyler congratulations. Oh. But ultimately, <laughs> it just it was wonderful to see that journey. And like I said, for someone that has been there, not from the beginning, but feels like I have it feels been, like it, yeah. it was wonderfully cathartic for me just to experience it. Like, I need to watch it again because I was going through the emotions of going, hey, I'm watching Patty's film here with all these people. This is, this is so <laughs> nice. I met you in the bathroom, though, during the movie. Well, well, well now, 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 different. there's a lot of different stories. So, we're going to cut the yeah, podcast there. Go, and, uh, thanks thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Genius. McGee I met you in the bathroom just like you requested okay okay dude (laughs) (laughs) no but genuinely uh, I was I was running in and he was running out and uh, he was like oh it's great I'm loving it and I was like you're just missing all the creature stuff and he's like oh fuck and like tore ran out of the bathroom I I tore ass quite literally before and after But, but, um, so make sure to check out The Parish, but you, again, I knew you were coming here, and we've been at this since Thursday at this point, we're recording yeah. on Monday, this won't release till Friday, but my Thursday, and again, making memories at Panic Fest, it's something we've done, mm-hmm. and ultimately, 
Panic Fest started wonderfully because it was the uh, preview night, uh, the Color of Space played, oh, color which of, was of phenomenal, space, yeah. a Colorado Space. But then afterwards, I went out and I hear this Irish brogue, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's like that has to be Patty. So I, you know, cautiously went up. I was like, Patty Murphy's like, yeah. I was like, hey, I'm Greg from because we'd been kind of going back and forth yeah. on the social media. But immediately I was like, hey, are you a hugger? And he's like, yes. I was like, oh, come here, give me a hug. So give me a hug. <laughs> and so that Thursday night, I'm like, I'm gonna start the networking process as a social awkward introvert. This is my opportunity <laughs> yep. to be, you know, yep. that's so me too. We're all good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Proud but of you, man. I, I'm <laughs> proud. I of only you. left one time I'm with anxiety. So, <laughs> but ultimately, my friends Katie, Katie Glidewell, the oh, London she's friend, one of the most amazing humans. She's, she's amazing, fantastic. And our friend John was there, and I'm like, oh, Patty, come <laughs> here. I'm gonna introduce some friends. So I was like, hey, this is my friend Katie. He's like, my friend John. This and that. And then the conversation went a little bit more. And then uh, tell what what happened there. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody said, "Oh, you, you, where are you going now, John?" And he was like, oh, "I'm just heading to set in the stylist." And I just looked because I had heard that one of one of my favorite filmmakers uh, that lives out this way ish, <laughs> uh, John Pada. Yep. I, I had heard he was coming in to help on the stylist. So literally in that moment when I connected the two dots of John and I'm going to set on the stylist, I just went, holy shit, you're fucking John Pada. And I just grabbed him and hugged him. And Katie said it was like one of her favorite moments at the festival. I left to tell people about what happened. I was like, you missed the most amazing moment of like, because John, you could see it in his eyes like, what just happened? Yeah, what the like, fuck? Who is this Irish guy? John Pada is fucking he's, cool. He's, he's such so an cool. amazing guy. Well, and Pity, I, that's one oh. of my favorite shorts. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Pity. Mm. And Gags playing. Gags. Yeah, Gags, yeah, yeah. Which was another film that, oh my God. But just, yeah. you came up to me and like, are you a genius? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I saw you trapped in the cage in the basement. And I'm like, who let you out, genius? Like, oh, oh, which time? Yeah. Like, that's where he gets his name. I also love that, that that at these kind of events, those are conversations that happen. happen. Hey, you saw you trapped in a cage, right? In that's me. Let's be friends. Do we need to become best friends? Yup. <laughs> Want to granny the garage? Yup. <laughs> No, it is. It's <laughs> this weekend has just been that every day for me. It's it's just been like, oh, have you met such and such? No, oh, I worked on. Oh my god, you're that person. Oh my god, I love you so much. We should hang out. Blah blah blah. And the beauty of these festivals as well, whether you're attending just as a fan or if you have a film in it, everyone just is there to support everyone. Yeah. And they're really yeah. just a really good atmosphere. It's a really good vibe. Yeah. As I said already, the Panic Fest team are incredible. Oh, the venue, everyone, Adam, everything involved with them. It's been amazing because we've been to a few now and. For like Fright Fest was where we were premiered, and Fright oh, yeah. Fest was it was next level. It and, was and, and Fright Fest is that next top level tier horror festival. It's, it's one know, of the most genre. iconic in the but world. Then, like. But for me, then here I'm getting to know a lot more people. Yeah, yeah. same. You know, but, yeah. but Fright Fest was kind of blown away as well. I wasn't able to take it all in. It was just sure. it was a whirlwind. Whereas here I'm like embracing everybody, meeting everybody. I'm looking around this beautiful podcast. You know, making friends. You're in, a, you're in someone's basement right <laughs> yeah. now. And what, what, leaving. You, what you doing, Casey? I went to a lot of basements. A lot of basements. <laughs> a lot of basements. I did. Saw a dude in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Meeting people in the bathroom. Like all kinds of crazy shit, man. Uh, John Pata. <laughs> Killed some puppets. You know <laughs> But ultimately, it led. because, And then I'm just like, oh, this is wonderful. You know, everyone's experiencing all these things. And then it culminated for me in the live taping of the Movie Crypt podcast because I kind of knew initially that they were going to have you up on there. I didn't know uh, what was happening. Okay. I knew that they said, we're going to bring you on like maybe for a minute and stuff. And I was like, cool, sounds good. I did not know what the purpose of that was, which mm. 
that's why I got hella emotional. It's um, well, so we're we're. Oh, I just arrived, and that happened. Like literally, I yeah, arrived. You arrived, George. Yeah. Oh my god. Half bro. an hour before, and I text Patty. I was like, "Where are you? I'm just in the hotel." He goes, "Get down here to the theater, yeah. the movie crypt." And I was like, "Cool, I'll be there literally in like five minutes." And I rocked in. It already started when I came in. Came to the back and just sat down. Couldn't even see Patty, and then I was there to witness that amazing moment. And I recorded it all on my phone. Oh, thank you. So Let's get those a, off you. He has that as well. well. You sent it to me already. No, because the minute they pulled you up there, I I grabbed my phone, went to video. <laughs> Katie did the same thing. So you have actually multiple. Got views. I've got a lot of backups. Different angles. Yeah. yeah. Because then I was like, holy shit! I'll edit it together. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you're gonna have your supercut. <laughs> my <laughs> Kansas City adventure. <laughs> my time in Kansas. Patty but, does Kansas City. <laughs> That's another category. <laughs> another category. That's a different theater. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's yeah. a lot of bathrooms in that one. <laughs> oh. God damn it. Okay, dude. Uh, <laughs> but but one of my things, one of my things is I'm sitting there and I'm taping it and I'm I realize I start crying. Like and it's this is not my moment. This is totally your mm. moment. But like I said, I think the, the lovely thing. Yeah. Yes, the com- the community. The love the support, was palpable. Yeah. It legit. And knowing what you've gone through, knowing that Joe and Adam were such an inspiration, the fact that they were able to bring you in. And the, I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little selfish. The fact that it was happening at our festival here in Kansas City at Panic Fest. That that moment it happened. Couldn't have here. happened anywhere else. I don't think. I don't think so. Don't well, no, think it so. could have. It could have happened back at home. That would have probably been easier. Less money for you guys. <laughs> yeah, it you been know, a lot easier. Yeah. I don't know. It's as you say, every element that conspired to make that so emotional came from it, it really was the the closing out the circle of this entire journey with yeah. the, i have to shut up because i'm gonna start crying no no I'm no i'm getting emotional like, like yeah, i said i cry it, so much about this stuff it was it, no i don't fuck it i'm i cry at the drop of a hat it was i just because like i said knowing everything you've gone through that you've been so open about it and you hmm. put yourself out there and it's again just it's the fact that people were supportive that like Katie was there and we yeah. just met you for the yeah. most part. We're just like, holy yeah. shit. And I'm looking at her going, this is happening. Like, this is so <laughs> that, good. That's who Patty is. You mentioned you followed his journey, whatever. The second you meet this man, you're brought into this man and it's, it's credit only to him. That's who he is as a person. And he'll say the opposite. He'll say he's quite, quite shy in this. But when you come to these festivals, he is a social butterfly. He just, <laughs> that's what it is though. It's drawn to people. These, these events are, are my people that's what yeah. it is like I've, I 100% I spent a long time trying to find my people I was not very popular in school I was not one of those guys I didn't have that I'm sure you did I bet you were the <laughs> class clown everybody <laughs> loved you I was the nerdy yeah, dude yeah, I did oh, shout out Pat Henry whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> I was the nerdy dude that got picked on that, all that shit and it took me a long time I tried a lot of different trying uh, to figure clicks it. and yep. music and this and you know yeah. like. and it was when I first started to attend things like Fright Fest and this is ele- this is what brings it to panic fest is like i realized oh shit like this is the community that yeah. i've wanted my entire life so. it's they talk on the movie crypt find your film family yep. and again whether it's filmmakers people that love podcasters appreciators just anyone that's willing to support yeah you know put their money where the mouth is again you know i was i was trying to point out every movie crypt patreon there because yeah. it's sad that they provide so much for us and, and there's so few patrons yes. like it's, oh my it's goodness. ridiculous it, because like if you really love these people, why, why are you not just... I know. It's one buck, two it's buck. It's one buck, two buck. Yeah. Again, I know money's tight and this yeah. and that, but ultimately, it's ultimately... too preachy about it. Of course not. But yeah. then you showed up on Shockwaves, <laughs> which I didn't know that was happening. And I was like, God damn, Patty is everywhere you want to be. <laughs> I did know that one was happening. That was uh, much more so. Um, but even still, it was great because it was not just, oh, well, Patty's here, so let's get him on the show just for the hell of it. It was like, 
you're here and your movie we haven't seen it yet but we know it's got some kind of body horror body elements horror, yep. and i'm like they're like so would you come on and like just do a quick rundown of like some of your favorite body horrors of like if you don't understand that at home when i'm driving from place to place like um i spend about i've often joked with this about eight hours a day in my car um so like podcasts are oh, everything I've, to me yes <laughs> i i i support i listen to more podcasts than i watch tv shows tv now i only have time for the odd video game the movies that i want to catch up on and podcasts that's that's my <laughs> okay accepted. so as a podcast person myself obviously shockwaves and movie crypt but what are some other ones that you would recommend to some of our listeners oh there's one you you all got to check out that is easily i think one of my top fives which is strong language and violent scenes podcast yes it's uh two scottish guys which yes. can make it hard to listen to um no i love what are you talking mitch. about mitch <laughs> <laughs> No, it's great because Mitch has a very understandable accent. Andy, sometimes you're like, what the? Especially, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is, the concept behind that podcast is basically somebody comes on and brings a movie that is critically or commercially unsuccessful and they have to defend why they love it. Oh, that's um, interesting. It's Jill's been on there, I believe, Jill's a couple been times. Been on there. Yeah. Uh, there's Anaconda. Some great guests. Mm-hmm. AJ Bowen was on there. So yes. the, the first Mitch. thing that I said to AJ Bowen when I met him at this festival, dude. I came up and I said, dude, Jaws the Revenge and because that was the film he it's came good. out and defended and he was like he's laugh in that moment I was like excellent I was just connected Job with done. Bowen. I just yeah. <laughs> yay cha-ching and he's been amazing he sat right beside Joe for the movie so I was there with I was like looking to my left going so that's Joe Lynch and AJ Bowen watching my fucking movie what is happening that was a Patty Murphy sandwich my friend oh yeah that was uh, Patty the, Melt the pa- and then I'd, I had uh, Becca Howard who's from um she's an old Fright Fest friend. So again, it was like having Fright Fest family there as well. That's so cool. Like Scott Lyas, Chris Niles, and Becca Howard were there. Now like, yeah. lads, they were, we're the other side of the planet. How are we all hanging out here? But I had, uh, to, so to the left is AJ Bone and Joe Lynch. And then to my right is Becca Howard, who's a friend from back home. And another person that I need to give a huge shout out to because she's been one of the most amazing, supportive, incredible people since the day I arrived, Stacey Pippi. Oh, yes. Stacy is Love Stacey. so amazing woman. Stacy is, and she gave me some feedback on the movie last night. Like, as in, she took me outside and wanted to give me some critical feedback, Good. which I always welcome and I always appreciate. But because it's, it's, it's constructive. It's, it's yeah. constructive, yes. Exactly. Yes. Like, and it was, it was all stuff that can be, if, if it is an issue, can be fixed. Whereas it wasn't like, oh, I didn't like this actor. And you're like, well, the movie's made. What yes. do you want me to do about that? <laughs> like, Oops. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but also, that is something I would say about these events as well, or these, these kind of festivals, these kind of things, is that if you go to a, a multiplex or whatever to watch a movie, and then you're walking out, you just hear people like, oh, that was the fucking biggest pile of shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. And you're like, Jesus. But uh, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love rom-coms. Paul Rudd can do no wrong. <laughs> but like, whereas at these events, you even if somebody doesn't like something, yeah, I know. he actually can't. No. <laughs> um, and he's from here, so. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I know my, I know my homework. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> But you never hear people doing that at these things. And I don't mean that they love everything. Sure. I'm just saying that they know they respect enough yeah. to know that like you it's can you can give creed back or creed back. You can, <laughs> creed I always back. give creed back. Yeah, creed back, yeah. <laughs> um, but you you can give feedback without being a dick about it. Sure. Like you yeah, can absolutely. say you can say, dude, I really liked it, but I just thought the score could have been a bit you know, if you tried this or that. And like that's all great. That's why these festivals are almost like when you're a small indie yeah. outfit like us, you don't get test screenings. You don't yeah. get to bring an audience in and check it out and whatever. Absolutely. So when you start bringing these festivals, that's when you go, okay, mm-hmm. reacted to this mm-hmm. really well, change this, maybe add some extra sound design here, you know. And yeah. ultimately, it's got very well received. It has. I mean, last night was definitely, as you said earlier, and I agree with you, 
the best received the film has I been. Think so, yeah. Like, which there was definitely a nervousness coming to the states with it. I can um, imagine. I can imagine. There's so much uncertainty. It just needs to happen, and that's probably the worst thing is the fact that your film did not play until Sunday. Yeah, and you had all <laughs> I had everybody time telling me up to it. You know, and everybody being like, "Oh, I love you. Congratulations. You're so great." And I'm like, "Wait for watch wait my for fucking movie. movie. Maybe you'll hate it." Like, I'd be like. Oh, you're such a lovely guy, but your movie was awful. Yeah, Seven o'clock sucked. Sunday, everyone. We've got the torches. Everything <laughs> get him out of here! It's like, oh, I, what's I, the worst that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> There's no place like home. <laughs> on on Saturday, it's like, oh, I've gotten like 64 extra friend requests on Facebook, Goddamn. and then on like Sunday after the movie, it's like, oh, I've got minus 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost, friends. <laughs> you're now on a Not special really. list, my friend. Not really, um, but. Yeah. Oh, no, but the special list you are now on is Film Family, um, and I dare say Friends, because it's not too often I invite people into my house to record. You know, I have to know you, and again, I've Aww. known you guys for like Thank a handful of days, but ultimately, no. incredible. Thank, Thank you. you. No, Thank this you for is... having us in your basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting out is the hard part. Wait till you get to my bathroom. That's, uh, <laughs> that's when the good stuff happens. Okay, dude. But, okay. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> but again, thank you and congratulations oh, thank to you your continued so work for both thank of you. you so I hope to see more future oh, collaborations worry, between you guys. Oh, there will be. And if I don't, I will seek you out in the outside projects. Me, me, me and Paul are working on something at the moment. We're I developing would, something yeah. else. Can we yeah. talk about what What's is coming, coming up, up next? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So at this festival as well, oh, yes. uh, the audience got a sneak peek at my next feature film, which is called In Memoriam, which is shot. It's in the can. It's it's edited. It just needs sound design. Um, that's how hungry this man is. <laughs> yeah, that is the, that, that's what this needs. Or indie filmmaking is this passion and drive. And the reason that we are have clicked and connected so yeah. much is I'm a very hungry. You actor. are a hungry dude. I'm like after this, I'm flying to LA for yeah. a month to do some training, meet some people, shake some hands, nice. hopefully do a few auditions. Of course. But I even at these festivals, I'm meeting directors because I want to work. I'm like so much hungry. Want to work. I to love work, acting. Yeah. And then when I met Paddy, this man wants to make movies. He wants to direct. He well, wants to write. It's it's incredible to be around his passion and his drive, and I'm not blowing smoke no, here. It's he's a, the level of determination that he is going to succeed, whether it be in whatever <laughs> form it is, he will succeed in life. And I already, I feel like I already have. I'm not even joking. Like I know it's not like to me, success is not defined by financials, etc. It's about mm-hmm. if you connect with people and th- th- being here. This was a massive success. So I feel like. I've succeeded. We did it, baby. You, know, we did it. <laughs> you guys, um, I think, have had the best possible yeah. panic fest at this point that yeah, anyone could have had. But um, to to speak to what Paul was kind of saying there as well, I I make movies because I don't have anything else. Like I'm not trying to be bad in that way, but what I'm, what I mean is, Joe Lynch talked yep. about this in the past on the movie crypt, which is he said if you have the safety net of a day job, etc., it it can be so much harder to ever make it because. You're not going to risk it all, you know, whereas if you have nothing to lose, you, you can to. bet the bank, you know, like, and that's what it is for me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going back to a fucking call center. I'm not going back doing that shit. This is what I'm doing. And it can be hard for people to get on board with that sometimes. But I have the most amazing support of incredible, lovely wife who has championed everything. I'm here in KC and she's at home with the kids. Yep. And she's not the person that, who would lard that over you or hold it against you. She's like, it's just great to see the, the like photos coming back of you. And it's the people that they, the people that don't get to see that, and yeah. just knowing that's where the true support comes from. Oh, big time! It's that you know, there's the film family, and then there's the family, family as well, family, exactly. Yeah. And these two beautiful little oh. girls actually have a cameo. In, they in do. They're both in the parish. Yeah. yeah, Phoebe a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's credited as Nightmare Child, which is so accurate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Bobby, we're so sorry. Many no. years later, you're going to be able to black. You sliced oil. my eye open. I still will. Phoebe, if you're listening to this and you're now like in your 30s, go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to slice your eye open. Oh, no. well, that guy. That guy. When when I was when she was one, she accidentally with her fingernail uh, sliced my uh, eye open. So well, you know what? That she went full chi. There it is. All <laughs> cheap. So, ag- all cheap. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> okay, dude. So, again, thank you guys Yo, so much for you. hanging out thing. with us. Oh, oh, yes. Can you oh, talk yes, to yes. both of you? Both of you. We so, I just want to say something very quickly, which is uh, I want to give a big shout out to Frida. <laughs> Frida. How are you getting on? We have an amazing um, fast food place back home. Well, not fast food, like. Chipper. We have an old chipper. We have an old chipper. Where? Called Frida's. Do we? Where? Yeah, Frida's is up on the this road. Oh, we'll get a battered sausage there. We have battered sausages, fish, everything. Salt vinegar. That's a chipper? That's what a chipper is? A chipper, yeah. Yeah, a chipper. Um, but no, Frida. I met Frida from the Kansas Horror Society. Kansas City Horror Club. Kansas City Horror Club. And Frida. her and Diane. Diana. Diana. And oh. Diana saved my life with some painkillers when I was dying sick <laughs> the second day. Nice. Um, and yeah, and I was immediately told... Don't fuck with Frida. <laughs> Nobody fucks with Frida. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> and until next time, this is Greg D. I'm Jesus. Thanks, guys. We'll Thank see you, you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>